Hello, folks, and welcome to the 24th edition of Weber's Whipping Post, coming from my office in Bourbon A, Illinois. I'm Weber, and I'm delighted you took the time to listen to my podcast. This episode is entitled, The Shiftless and Now Censored Shift. Today, I'm going to talk about the 2020 election, a janitor in trouble, your BMI index number, Biden's cell phone, the gas bag Obama, and a few other noteworthy tidbits before winding up with my latest commentary. But first, this episode came to you from the George Ryan Jr. Insurance Company. You can depend on George Ryan's insurance company for nearly all your insurance needs and in many different states. Call the folks at Ryan's Insurance at 815-936-0075 for a quote today. That's 815-936-0075. Or you can look them up online at www.grinsure.com. You know, I've mentioned often in my columns and even right here in this podcast that I'm one of those nut jobs that believes the 2020 election was stolen. I'll believe it to my grave as I watch what was going on around us during the election. I also don't think I'm in the minority among fellow conservatives, as many in my circle of acquaintances believe it also, just not as vocally. Tom Elliott, founder of Grabian News, listed 18 interesting points on Twitter recently, some of which I hadn't known or connected to strengthen the case of election fraud. I became aware of these points from a Substack article published by J.D. Rucker, in which he points out, the 2020 election was not stolen through a single measure. The powers that be, such as the Democrat Party, Deep State, and globalist elite cabal, attacked their Trump problem from every possible angle. I like that term, their Trump problem. When one considers, among many other things, facts such as the IRS was probing into Biden's laundering payments from other nations and the FBI's plan to search the Biden home, but both units were told to stand down. Or the year-long delay in authenticating Hunter Biden's laptop by the FBI, combined with the FBI warning social media and the news media that the laptop was Russian propaganda, which we now know isn't true due to the Durham report. Or Twitter and Facebook's mass censorship campaign with Hunter's laptop, which polling shows would have altered election results. or Twitter getting paid by the FBI with taxpayer dollars for their censorship, or the state-by-state voting rules changes before the election that included drop-off boxes for votes. These events and others made it even more clear the election was rigged. And this is what we know about, as Rucker pointed out, imagine what we don't know. Tactics like these are what enabled a doddering, dishonest politician to stay home and campaign from his basement terrified of catching COVID. I'll say it again, the 2020 election was stolen, and this country has suffered immeasurably since then. We can't let it happen again. I like to joke that I know how I'm going to die. I'll be lying in a hospital bed on life support, and one of my kids will unplug me so they can charge their cell phone. Well, now comes word that something similar happened in September of 2020. A janitor was cleaning up a lab at the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York, but became bothered by a beeping noise emanating from a freezer. 
Seems the freezer was storing cell cultures at minus 112 degrees, but was having mechanical issues resulting in the beeping warning. The lab was aware and posted a note on the front door saying they were aware and not to shut off the unit. For whatever reason, an annoyed janitor decided to pull the circuit breaker to make the annoying beep go away. The refrigeration unit temperature rose to negative 25 degrees, destroying $1 million in data and wiping out 25 years of scientific research. The lab scientists are now annoyed. The cleaning company is now annoyed. Annoying lawyers are now involved. Have you ever been told your body mass index, or BMI, measuring obesity is too high? Well, I have, and it's disappointing to hear, although never a surprise. If you're like me because you just can't handle the truth, help is on the way. That's because the AMA, the American Medical Association, now says the BMI number is racist. You heard it correctly. A number assigned to the body's fat content is now racist. Some folks looking for racism under every rock claimed the number was imagined for the ideal Caucasian and does not consider gender or ethnicity. It might even have been rooted in eugenics, they say, the scientific theory humans can be improved through selective breeding. I guess this means because a white guy in Belgium came up with this index, if you're green, blue, or female, it's okay if you're fat, and that nasty doctor won't tell you that mean news anymore. We need more weight diversity, said Katie Middlestat. You may die of your obesity, but at least nobody can tell you you're fat, said Serena Nangia at the Eating Recovery Center in Denver, Colorado. BMI is rooted in white supremacy. Hmm. Well, I looked up Ms. Nangia on that internet thingy to see what I could find out about her credentials. By her picture, she appears to be a nice white person about my size who actually closely resembles a friend of mine. Then I read that Ms. Nangia is also a self-identifying fat person. The F in fat, by the way, is capitalized and knows firsthand the difficulties that unrepresented folks face in getting access to treatment and equitable health care. You know, I'm pleasingly plump and have never had that problem. Not sure that explains why the BMI is racist either. So that I don't get into any legal problems here, I'll let you infer what you want from Ms. Nangia's comments and leave it right there. Get ready for a mileage tax coming to you in the very near future. As more people are buying electric cars or getting better mileage with their gas-powered engines, the states find themselves short of money in the transportation budget. They are considering mileage taxes that will charge for each mile driven. Three states, Oregon, Utah, and Virginia, are already generating revenue from mileage charges. Hawaii is close behind. Makes me wonder how Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, he of the $3.5 billion inheritance, has missed his opportunity to stick his hand deeper in our pocket. We've been doing mileage taxes in trucking for as long as I've been in trucking. So I'm used to it, and I realize there has to be a way to generate money to repair and build roads. It really wouldn't be that evasive, as your cell phone is already tracking your whereabouts. One just has to wonder if they will take this opportunity to charge us more than what we are already paying, or will they reduce the tax at the pump? 
Noted author Peter Schweitzer, who wrote the bestseller Clinton Cash, among many other books, is now claiming Hunter Biden paid for a private global cell phone for his old man when Joe was vice president. It was an AT&T phone costing 300 bucks per month where Joe could be accessed from anywhere in the world. Schweitzer has shared the phone number with the House Oversight Committee, believing it will show how tight the communication was between the two. Hopefully, the committee will do something with this information, unlike Christopher Wray of the FBI, who's been sitting on laptop information for over a year. Talk about gas bag irony. Former President Barack Obama said in a CNN interview last week that we need a president who won't view the Justice Department as a personal law firm. He wasn't talking about Biden or himself. He was talking about Trump. This is the guy that employed the racist Eric Holder as attorney general and rebound sidekick on the basketball court. Holder, you may recall, was brought up for impeachment by 29 Republicans for alleged, they make me say that word, role in various matters, including the gun-running operation Fast and Furious, plus his refusing to defend the Defense of Marriage Act, as well as refusing to prosecute anyone involved in the IRS targeting various groups, such as the Tea Party, by reprobates like Lois Lerner, and for allegedly, there's that word again, perjuring himself by stating he had no knowledge of any potential prosecution of members of the media for divulging classified material. That's rich, Barack. You and Holder were as thick as thieves. Well, well, well. Trump is the only living former president not descended from slaveholders, according to Reuters. Bet this report never sees the light of day. The report showed that with the 117th Congress, five living presidents, two Supreme Court justices, 11 governors, and 100 members of Congress had ancestors who owned slaves. Biden, Clinton, Bush, Carter, and Obama all had ancestors who owned slaves. Trump's ancestor did not arrive in the States until after slavery was abolished. Normally, I don't put any stock in whether somebody's ancestors owned slaves, but this was too delicious to pass up. Nobody in this century owned a slave, and there isn't a damn thing anybody can do because their ancestors might have owned a slave. But every one of those past and present presidents thinks they are so much better than Trump in every way. They all look down on him when, in fact, he's not the one with ancestors that own slaves. During one of several New York City parades for Pride Month, the Drag Queen Gallery, along with the trans activist section, all chanted in unison, We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. I assume this was a joke, but it's a sick one and does nothing for their cause. In fact, it makes old conservative dinosaurs like me just dig our heels in harder. I keep asking myself why the LGBTQ community, particularly in the big cities, has to be so vocal and visible about their sexuality. Seems they're purposely trying to get negative reactions. I guess I don't understand their endgame. Robert Kennedy Jr. said YouTube has taken down an interview he was featured in with New York Post reporter Al Gwart. And it's not the first time. His interview with commentator Jordan Peterson was taken down the week before. The reason for censoring him is because of a collection of statements connecting chemicals of the water supply to the development of gender dysphoria. This is political meddling, folks. 
I don't care if Kennedy says he has the ability to fly into around Metropolis at night with Superman to fight crime. YouTube has no business censoring him. He's a confirmed 2024 presidential candidate, for Christ's sakes. The man's standard's opinion. People need to know what he has to say, good or bad. To censor him gives an unfair advantage to Biden. This has to be stopped, folks. Speaking of presidential candidates, more no-names have entered the race without a snowball's chance in hell of succeeding, just as Trump's lead is widening. Francis Juarez, the president mayor of Miami, Florida, and Will Hurd, a former CIA officer and Texas congressman. Juarez may have already torpedoed his microcosm of a shot when a reporter asked him about the plight of the Chinese Uyghurs, and the guy had no clue who they were. The Ninth Dan is the second highest level in judo. Depending on the source, there are only approximately 260 Ninth Dans in the world. The highest is 10th Dan, and supposedly there are only five of them. I don't fall into either of these categories, but I do have a son-in-law named Dan. I told you all that to introduce you to Jadoka Michael Lee, a ninth-degree Dan living in West Sussex, England. Congratulations to Mr. Lee, who just earned his new ninth-degree belt. By the way, Lee's 90 years old. Makes me feel pretty ashamed, given I have a hard time getting my shoe to a level I can tie it. Did you hear the attorney in general of the Injustice Department, Merrick Garland, stated that people saying Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal is an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy? I wonder if he said that with a straight face. Hey, Merrick, one would have to be a mental midget to not know Hunter got a sweetheart deal. You'd have executed Don Trump Jr. for the same thing. This guy is chasing Trump and his associates into hell while ignoring and stonewalling evidence against the FBI, Russiagate, the Clinton Foundation, and the Biden crime spree. He also directed the FBI to control and watch parents in school board matters. He's still pissed that he didn't get the Supreme Court nomination, although he's proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that was a good thing because he's nothing more than a political hack doing the bidding of Biden and using the FBI as his personal Gestapo. Actor Wesley Snipes got three years for the same IRS issues as Hunter. Rapper Kodak Black went to prison for three years for the same gun charges as Hunter. The fix was in for Hunter, Merrick, and you saying anything differently proves what a spineless traitor you are to this country. I hope when Trump is elected, he throws your ass in prison. I guess Fox has finally determined Jesse Waters is going to take Tucker Carlson's spot. Jesse seems to be a nice guy, somewhat humorous, but he's no Tucker Carlson. Heck, Jesse's mother doesn't even agree with him politically. She's a lib. I predict the ratings won't improve much. Sorry, Jesse, you're being used as a pawn in the Fox machine. In a Sunday interview with MSNBC, also as known as CNN Light, Nancy Pelosi was interviewed by Jen Psaki. The old dinosaur, Pelosi, now 82 years old, told Psaki she believes in term limits for Supreme Court justices, not for congressmen, but for judges. She wasn't sure of whether to expand the court, but thought it should be discussed 
then followed by saying there certainly should be term limits. She is evidently completely oblivious to the fact that she has been in Congress for 46 years and may be the very poster child for term limits. The fact is, we need term limits for all elected officials, Nancy, starting with you. Poor Scooter. The Chinese crested dog was born with reversed hind legs, is nearly bald, and his tongue droops out of his mouth. The seven-year-old hound looks like he got run over by a car. To add insult to injury, he just won the world's ugliest dog contest in Petaluma, California. Hey, this broadcast is brought to you by the folks at Core Street Ford, now in their 40th year servicing Kankakee County. Stop by their showroom at 558 William Latham Drive in Bourbonnet and check out that amazing Ford GT in the showroom. Core Street Ford is open from Monday through Saturday, offering new car and truck sales, pre-owned autos, as well as vehicle servicing. You can call them at 815-348-7024 or check out their website at www.courtstreetford.com. Order the board of your dreams today. Now for the shift list and now censored shift. California Representative Adam Schiff was censored by the U.S. House of Representatives on Wednesday, June 21st, evidently much to his delight. This action came about due to Schiff's repeated false accusations that Trump's 2016 campaign colluded with Russia, which ultimately led to Trump's sham impeachment. The resolution was originally voted on the week before when brought to the floor by Representative Anna Paulina Luna from Florida. It failed because she had called for a $16 million fine to reimburse the country for the money wasted on impeaching Trump. The House removed the fine, voted on it again, and it passed along party lines. Naturally, every Democrat in the House voted against it. There is a lot to be said negatively about the Democrat politicians, but a lack of conformity is not one of them. They are truly thick as thieves. Due to too many rhinos, Republicans in name only, the GOP could only dream of such harmony. Schiff, who stuck his mug in front of a cable network show camera 242 times to spread his lies, was made to stand in the well of the House floor as part of the censure procedures while Speaker McCarthy tried to read censure rules. Schiff stood there beaming like an imbecile, showing no remorse or contrition. As this was going on, Democrats childishly gathered around Schiff, trying to shout down the proceedings. No word on how many held their breath and stomped their little feet. The censure determination requires the House Committee on Ethics, an oxymoron, to investigate Schiff's lies and abuse of sensitive information. Schiff was the chair of the House Intelligence Committee, another oxymoron, before being removed by McCarthy early this year for malfeasance. According to Luna, Schiff used his position to launch an all-out political campaign built on baseless distortions against a sitting U.S. president at the expense of every single citizen in this country and the honor of the House of Representatives. Honor of the House of Representatives, a third oxymoron. Given the total lack of any remorse or ethics that comes with nearly every politician in Washington, D.C., Schiff actually thanked the Republican Party for introducing the resolution. You honor me with your enmity. You flatter me with this falsehood. You, who are the authors 
of a big lie about the last election must condemn the truth tellers. And I stand proudly before you. Your words tell me I have been effective in a defense of our democracy, and I am grateful. Nah, 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 nah. Then he stuck out his tongue. Just kidding. He didn't stick out his tongue. One must hand it to him, though. He totally understands how to be a soulless politician in America today. There have been 26 men censored in the House of Representatives in their 247-year history. Democrats, naturally, lead the league in censures with 17. The first man to be censored was William Stanberry in 1832 for insulting the Speaker of the House. The irascible Stanberry once pulled a gun on the General Sam Houston after Houston beat him with a hickory cane. He pulled the trigger, but the gun misfired. Perhaps not all censors are warranted. Joshua Giddings, a Whig-slash-Republican, was censored. His crime? Introducing an anti-slavery resolution in 1842, violating a gag rule prohibiting the discussion of slavery. Conversely, 14 years later, Democrat Lawrence Keat became the third person censored for assisting in the caning of Massachusetts Republican Senator and abolitionist Charles Sumner. Sumner was attacked on the Senate floor by Representative Preston Brooks, a pro-slavery Democrat from South Carolina. The attack was in retaliation for a speech Sumner had given two days earlier in which he severely criticized slaveholders. Sumner nearly died from his injuries and didn't return to the Senate for three years. Brooks resigned from the House for the beating, but incredibly was re-elected by South Carolina to take his own vacated seat. The beating, it is said, considerably influenced the polarization of the country over the slavery issue that ultimately led to the Civil War. Unbelievably, Brooks, who started the ruckus because he was offended Sumner had insulted his cousin, was not censored upon his return. It's a sad commentary that a United States representative is censored and he takes it as a badge of honor, as Schiff has said. He plans on running for Senate next. The hubris, political gamesmanship, and disregard of the people they represent that evidently goes back 200 years and seems to be getting worse is something that should be reconsidered. They're not going to Washington to represent us folks. They go to represent themselves. We need to change that. Hey, that's all I got for you, folks. If you like this podcast, please tell others. Check out my blog at www.weberswhippingpost.com. And thanks a million for listening. Bye now. Bye now.